0: You really want to know what love is?
1: Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well,
0: it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. And, well, first and foremost, Happy New Year. And today we have a new guest, but a longtime contributor to Hitched, Wendy Stragar, who is a loveologist who writes and lectures on Making Love Sustainable. Uh, has a green philosophy of relationships, which teaches the importance of valuing the renewable resources of love and family. Uh, Wendy has studied natural healthcare and has used homeopathic remedies, aromatherapy and energy healing techniques with her four children, family and friends for the last 20 years. And she has formulated her own good, clean love product line, Uh, that meets the personal needs for healthy lubrication products after the births of her third and fourth child. And uh, Wendy researches and advises on a range of healthy products for enhanced intimacy and provides information on the negative health impacts of many of the petrochemical ingredients found in common over-the-counter intimacy products. So without further ado, uh, welcome to the podcast, Wendy.
0: Hi Steve, thanks for having me. It's a uh, pleasure.
1: I'm very excited to have, have you on.
0: Yeah, and I love what you guys do. I I love your magazine and I'm really always excited when I get to contribute. So thanks for that opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Uh so I gave a, a pretty uh, lengthy introduction there. Uh do you have anything else that you uh want to tell our audience about who you are and what mm. you do? But Good clean uh, you love. You know, or I mean, anything? I
0: think that pretty much—that's uh, that, a pretty good summary. You know, I—I uh, I started Good Clean Love because I was trying to save my own marriage, which is, you know, how I got in, in, introduced to you. You know, it was uh, same same goals, was just of really respecting and trying to figure out what is it going to take to maintain and nurture a, a long-standing marriage. I've been married for 26 years, and. Um, I do have four kids, and I did nurse them for all too long. And so I got into the product business accidentally, really. I didn't have a plan or really any idea of what I was doing. Uh, in some way, it accused me of still not having much of a plan, but uh, <laughs> but it's getting better. And um, uh, And actually, it was that process that educated me about sort of, you know, the problem with so many products on the market that, and and it was much later, only, you know, very recently that I that I came to know that, you know, uh, my problem is not an uncommon one, and it's shared by 50 million, um, 50 million people in this country. Couples have that problem where they have some kind of sexual dysfunction, mm-hmm. and they're allergic to some or all of the ingredients in many of the over-the-counter products or the adult market products. And uh, and so those people, I feel like, are people that we can really help with our product line because it's you know it's completely petrochemical and paraben free, and so that's the most satisfying part of what I do is when I hear stories about how either my writing or our products really make a difference in helping people stay with their promises.
1: Okay. And uh, to let everybody know who's listening, your products are, it's a its a line of products called Good Clean Love, and they can mm-hmm. find it at goodcleanlove.com. And then where else are they available?
0: Oh, uh, we have some distribution all over the country, like natural food stores, like Whole Foods, depending on where you live, carries it, or Pharmaca. Um, natural pharmacies have it. Fred Meyer stores on the north, uh, in, the, in the northwest. Um, a lot of independent stores. You know, we're actually really working hard to sort of conquer the great beast of American distribution. And uh, it's sort of like having it's sort of like having kids. If you knew what you were gonna do, what you were doing when you started, you'd be like, why do I want to do it? <laughs> um, um, but you know, we're sort of knee deep in it now and. Trying to learn the ropes and kind of get beyond sort of the closed gates that distribution has become. But and so I'm optimistic that soon, before long, we'll have our products on all the shelves everywhere for people to have that option.
1: Okay, um, but today we're
0: big aspiration for the year. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to talk about the book.
1: But today right? we're t- yeah we're today we're talking about the book. It's called uh the, the, or the title of the book is Love That Works: A Guide to Enduring Intimacy, um, and well, I'll just get right into it. Um, in your book, you have a, a great line, I think, and it is, <clears throat> excuse me, this relationship is not here to make me happy, satisfied, content, or however you want to fill in the blank. Um, it is here to teach me love. For you, what does that mean?
0: Um. You know, I think that's kind of the source of one of the biggest thinking errors that many, many people have in this country about what relationships do. You know, we were all brought up on some level in this kind of Disney fantasy thing um, that, you know, you meet somebody and then you're just going to go off to the castle and live happily ever after. And that, that the idea of the relationship is there to make you happy um, or that th- that it's going to be easy, you know, it all looks so nice and technicolor. And the truth is that relationships are the hardest work that we engage in in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're really complex creatures, and, you know, just coming to terms with our, our own inner work and having the skills and capacity to communicate clearly Um, You know, it's lifelong developmental skills, and those are some of the skills that are required to learn how to love somebody. And so I think that relationships are actually the the most gentle form um, that we're given um, to actually figure out who we are and how we can grow our capacity to love. Um, and you know, I just want to say about the book that um, i I wrote this book you know literally for a long time. It took four years to get it done because for many weeks i mean for many of those of that, many of the years, it was like I was writing a page a week, and it started by um, being sort of answers to questions that customers would ask me when I would go around and you know be selling lubricant or love oils or whatever, and but they weren't really asking me how to use the products. They were asking me the hard questions that are in this book, you know, mm. about how will I, how you know, how can I get my husband to talk to me, or how come my wife never wants to be with me, or is you there know, the kinds of questions that you guys tackle on your website a lot? And so you know, I've been you know, I've been Married at that point 17 years, and I'd had a little bit of experience in that. You know, we did actually our fair share of therapy, too. And so that's, that's where all the content in the book came from, was actually my customers asking me those questions.
1: And, well, uh, getting into the content of the book, um, in the beginning, uh, you write about the four elements of relationships. Uh, could you describe what these are and why they're important?
0: Yeah, you know, as I was sort of moving forward, and again, you know, I've never been a woman with much planning experience, so, you know, it, it was like, it was really a natural evolution, and I was pretty deeply involved in the green movement, so a lot of our sales direction was, like, at green festivals and natural product shows, and so I was surrounded by the idea of sustainability, and, um, and so I don't even know exactly where the light went on in my head, but as I tried to sort of organize my, my own content to explain to people mm-hmm. this idea of the four elements sort of came to me and how well it holds up in relationship. And so, you know, what I always tell people, because everybody would always ask me the fire question, because, you know, when I first started to write, I never wanted to use the word sex because I would get, I would actually get censored online if you use wow. sex words. So <laughs> um, now you can actually use the word sex in a lot of different contexts, but um, but I still actually refer to sexuality as the fire of the relationship because... Okay. That's where the relationship actually transforms. I mean, fire is the most transformative element. Um, And so when you think about really good, passionate, healthy sex, it actually transforms every level of your relationship, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual connection that you have with somebody. All of that kind of comes into that fire piece. Okay. But when you think about building a fire in the world, you know, if you are trying to build a fire on a marsh you know, or on volcanic ash, you're not going to have a lot of success. And so the the ground of, of your relationship is how you think about each other. And so that's, that you know, so that's because I would meet all kinds of people that come into my booth and you could tell without them opening their mouths that they, you know, that they were having bad thoughts about each other. And so, you know, you don't have to say stuff out loud for other people to know what you're thinking, you know, (laughs) you know, and, um, and so if you can't hold positive thoughts and aspirations about what you're doing with somebody, um, and about who they are, um, how can you possibly build a fire with them? Yeah. So that's the ground element. You know, the air is, um, the air element is how we communicate, so that's actually what flows between people. And, um, and, you know, I actually have been guilty of this myself in the 26 years I've been married, you know, where we, you know, our relationship degenerates to this place where, you know, we're talking about who's picking up the kids or, you know, why didn't you get the garbage out or just sort of the day-to-day, you know, kind mm-hmm. of stuff to take to, that it takes to survive. But there's no real self-disclosure going on and when you 're not self disclosing or 're saying anything of substance or meaning to somebody you 're not really doing anything to feed the fire between you and so um, and I you know so many relationships suffer from that space you know it 's tragic and and it, you know and like I was saying earlier, communication skills are such an essential part of sustaining a relationship um, and you know lucky for us they 're developmental, but you have to actually be willing to focus on it mm-hmm. and then the last element is the water element which is you know how a fire is safe and so when I think of water, I think of oceans and, you know, there's this ebb and tide. And, and the water element, the way I use it in this, in this metaphor, is how we show up for each other. So it's not possible that somebody's going to show up for you 100% of the time. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, but, you know, uh, if you, um, you know, if you never show up for somebody, if you never have a feeling that somebody's at your back, then, um, then you're not safe in that relationship. There's no safety. And safety is another piece of um, what it takes to relate to somebody that makes really good sex possible.
1: Okay. And, and so ground, air, water, and fire are the four elements. Uh-huh. Is, is there an element that you think is more overlooked than others or, or more difficult to master?
0: Um, You know, the thing is, is that like most, most, I would say that most relationships I've heard of oftentimes come to an end because the thing that people notice that's dying is the fire okay but the thing is is that the fire probably was was dying months or sometimes even years before yeah. when you start when there's no air <laughs> you know and you know and uh, you know and it's just kind of dwindling down dwindling down but you're not like actually looking at the real problem and you know and the showing up thing I think you know is hard for people because a lot of times men and women have very different definitions of what that means mm-hmm. so you know for a long time when my husband didn't want to do you know watch TV with with me or do the things that I wanted to kind of, you know, go to a chick flick or you know, whatever. He he has a whole different idea of what it means to show up. And so really I'd say it took us a good fifteen years for us to have a shared definition so that we could actually feel like that person was at our back in ways that they were able to be at our back. So I feel like that's a kind of a, an element that is confused a lot, that people don't really know oftentimes what it is that makes them feel safe, uh-huh. or at least they don't know how to ask for it. And um, and so that when you can define those things, um, you know, that makes that easier. And you know, the earth element about, like, how you think about people, you know, I just feel like this culture in general is a very negative culture and having just come off of a year positivity quest, and that's my next book that I'm writing about, Life That Works. Mm Mm-hmm. But really, you can't actually create a really positive, thriving relationship when you don't have that relationship to yourself. And so I think that um, there's something like 200,000 thoughts we have in a day, and some 70 or 80% of them are negative. I mean, this is just average. Wow. And so, um, you know, it, you know it's, it's normal that you have some of that happen. It's just kind of human. It's like where we're weakest. But if you start to pay attention to your thought process, and actually just choose to have good thoughts about the person you're with. It's amazing how that can change the quality of a relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love the the, the metaphor of the, the air and the fire because, you know, with fire, you can't have it without the oxygen. It, it needs the oxygen to work. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, totally. per, the perfect metaphor there. Um, you know,
0: Actually, the thing is is that the deeper I go into that metaphor of the elements, the more it holds together about relationships, which what, which, which what that means to me is that I think really relationships are the most organic process that we, that we participate in. They completely reflect everything that we're trying to do on Earth, and, um, and I think if we treated them with more care the way you know we're trying to treat the planet, uh, they would change.
1: hmm now your book also and you know kind of segueing off that fire element, uh your book also offers a an entire little bonus section I guess you could call it on the mysterious O, um which is something that has you have uh, contributed to the hitched website on. It, if you had one piece of advice for couples who are trying to achieve that elusive orgasm, uh what would you say to them?
0: Um you know, orgasm is a really mysterious um, an alchemical process. You know, you can't demand it. You can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you can invite in and open to. And so, um, you know, on a, on a totally basic level, what I would say is that personal lubricant, just dabbing on some personal lubricant probably isn't going to make that happen. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of KY commercials that would suggest that to be true. <laughs> yeah. um, but really the sexiest organ in our body is our brain. Mm -hmm. And so where we smell... Um, our olfactory bulb, is connected to our limbic brain. And that's where memory, sexuality, and emotion is lodged. So whatever you can do that can wake up that part of our brain um, wakes up the arousal mechanism. And so that's why we have all those scent products in our lineup, because by, you know, just stimulating our sense of smell, and, you know, I didn't invent this. You know, any sexual history book that you would want to hear about, and there's a new bestseller about Cleopatra. I mean, these women knew that, um, you know, all the greatest lovers of all time knew that scent and sexuality is the most primary connection you can make. And so, you know, tapping into your sense of smell and, for that matter, really actually opening to all your senses so you actually – so to get off this race of trying to get somewhere, i.e. the orgasm, and actually really dig deep into your sensory experience and just opening to that sometimes will surprise you about that the orgasm is hiding just behind there. Mm,
1: okay. So,
0: you know, that's, um, that's I think, the, the quickest little piece of advice I could give about trying to, you know, the more you try for it, yeah. you know, it's like most things in life, you know, the, the further away it recedes from your grasp.
1: Mm-hmm. So. And and the to kind of wrap things up here, Wendy, the, the last uh, section of your book, the last chapter in your book, um, you know, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, uh, you have your own product line, Good Clean Love, and this last chapter is dedicated to sex product education. And can you offer a quick introduction to couples who haven't dabbled with products before about what what are some of the the highlights that they really need to know?
0: Um, well, you know, that's a, so, you know, I think the chapter is broken up into like a piece about vibrators, a piece about sex books, a piece about lubricants and a piece about love products in general. I'll I'll tell you what, let's, um,
1: let's pick one and then uh, have everybody well, so buy the book and read the rest.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. I don't, you know, I sell some other people's vibrators, but vibrators make up a huge part of the sex trade. Um, and you know, there's some low end vibrators and some high end vibrators. And what you really don't want to do is buy a vibrator that, uh, that you can smell out of the package because then that's off gassing phylates and that's off gassing in you. So there's, you know, really in, when it comes to Any kind of intimacy product, you know, you get what you pay for, like most other things in life. And it's really not uh, a place that I really recommend skimping. You know, um, as I mentioned before, the thing that drove me to this business was trying to save my own intimate life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our product line um, offers body candies and love oils, which work on that limbic part of the brain Mm -hmm. so that you can actually move towards intimacy in this really passionate way. So when you reach for a bottle of lube, you really mean it. And then the lubricant can do its job. And so, and lubricants come in a wide range of, of materials. So, you know, there's water-based lubricants and silicone-based lubricants and oil-based lubricants. And I think I cover a lot of that in the book. Um, But doctors ro- mostly recommend water-based lubricants, and that's why we have been trying and working at sort of these more organic, natural options in that category. Okay. So, I, you know, um, you know, you can check out our website. The book, um, Love That Works, is available also on the website, um, and the website is www.goodcleanlove.com, and I really appreciate you taking the time, Steve, and asking me all these great questions.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, and, um, I, it, you know, it's almost a shame that you haven't been on the podcast before, but I'm I'm glad we finally connected on air here. And uh, yeah, me too. I, I look forward to doing it again uh, sometime soon.
0: I would love to be a guest anytime. And like I said, you know, I also have a radio show called Lunch with the Loveologist on LA Talk Radio, and I would love for you to come on and talk about your hitched experience because I think it's a really inspiring story.
1: Thank you. I'd love so. to. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's wrap this up, and then uh, we can continue uh, the conversation on your radio show or the next uh, episode on Hitched.
0: That would sound fabulous. Thanks again, Stephen. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. Uh, before we go, everybody, I want to give you one last reminder. You are listening to Wendy Stragar. She is the founder of Good Clean Love, and the website, again, is goodcleanlove.com, all one word. Uh, which provides products and advice for sustainable love. Um, if you have any questions, uh, you can also submit them to Wendy on her website. Uh, Wendy, you're also on Twitter as well, right? Isn't it? Uh, your yeah, handle's Twitter good clean love. And Facebook.
0: Yeah. So good clean love on Twitter and good clean love on Facebook. You can find us both
1: there. Okay. And uh, yeah. of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter as well at Hitched Media. And uh, happy New Year once again, everybody. And until next time. Thanks, Wendy. Uh Take care. Okay. Bye, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love.
0: It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table.
1: Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.